You're listening to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm wonderful. What can I help you with? Um, so I am moving and I've been moving a lot in the past year. So I've lived in a lot of states and I'm just wondering which states I'm in state for. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I went to, co- uh, I'm from Connecticut okay. and then I went to college in New York city. Okay. And then I moved back to Connecticut after college mm-hmm. and now I'm going to move to Los Angeles. Okay. When are you applying? I'm applying this cycle. So this in June. Yeah. So five ish months from now. Right. Yes. Uh, okay. So you will probably technically be a Connecticut resident, though you, you won't be a Connecticut resident because you'll be living in California and you'll have to follow whatever the the rules are for being a California resident. So the the question is really simple to answer. It depends on the state. The, each state has their own rules on what qualifies as residency for voting, for driver's license, etc. That's almost always the answer. Is just what does the state say in terms of what it takes to be a resident of that state, that's that's who you are. A lot of people try to just like, well, I'm going to move to Los Angeles and just not tell anyone. And therefore, therefore <laughs> I'll still be a resident of Connecticut, right? It doesn't work that way because you're technically breaking the law, right? And so you just have to be careful. Now, there are some weird instances that Kentucky is one where I had a student move from Kentucky to Texas in the middle of an application cycle, and she called the schools in Kentucky based on me telling her to call, and they said, oh, your parents live here, you went to high school here, we'll consider you as in-state, even though you're not technically a resident anymore. So it really just depends on the school and more specifically and usually on the state residency requirements. Okay. So basically I should, so if I'm planning on applying to like California schools, yep. should I reach out to each and every one and see, you know, which box I would fit into? I, I don't think you need to reach out to each and every one. You can just call like UCLA right off the bat and go, hey, I'm moving here in whenever. By the time I matriculate, I will have lived in the state for a year. Mm-hmm. Do your homework before you you reach out to them so that you know, like I know that California state says, the the state of California says, I need to do X, Y, and Z to be considered a resident. Mm-hmm. what like if I apply to medical school this cycle live in California for the year before I start medical school will I be considered in state Oregon for instance OHSU will consider at least a couple years ago I had another student reach out to them because she lived in California wanted to go to Oregon and and they said as long as you live in Oregon for a year to establish your residency 
before starting medical school will consider you as in-state. So there's just lots of nuances. Call UCLA, very likely one school will be the the blanket answer for every school. But if you have the time and you want you want to just ask, yeah. go ask. Um, but do the research on what California says specifically and then reach out to the schools. Okay. Um, so there's like a little complicating factor. There and- always is. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to... Um, my driver's license is expiring in like five days because my birthday is in five days. Okay. Um, so, and I had to renew because, you know, I needed to get like on the plane and I also need it for my job out there. Yeah. So, well, that's not so a complicating it, factor. You just, you have okay. an up to date license. Oh, all right. I just thought like that meant that I'm still a Connecticut resident, but I guess I'm still, I'm a Well, you are. Resident. Okay. Oh, okay. You are right now. Yes. And then tomorrow, you won't be. Right? Oh, okay. So there are two different questions here at play. One, what does it take to be considered a resident of the state? Which again, go to California. They'll, They'll tell you like, if you're working here, you moved here. Within X number of days, you're going to have to get a... A California driver's license. You're going to have to do X, Y, and Z to establish residency in the state. That's on the mm-hmm. state level, right? That's voter ID, driver's license, etc. For medical school admissions, for residency determination, for if you are considered in-state versus out-of-state, for in-state tuition versus out-of-state tuition, those rules are going to be typically set up by the state. But then you, you can ask the school to say, what, like, do I need to be in this state for one year prior to application, one year prior to matriculation? Like, what does that look like? Okay. So don't worry about, like, y- you need a valid driver's license. So it's it's fine mm-hmm. that you, you re-upped that and, and you have a current driver's license. It's just, it stinks because basically it's wasted money uh, because <laughs> you re-up that and then you're just going to go to California and, and go sit in those horrendously long DMV lines and, and get a California driver's license. Oh, geez. Um, okay. Sounds good. Um, so is this... Is that basically the same advice as for like Connecticut? Am I still considered an in-state for Connecticut or is, do I have to? You're only, no. you're only oh. a resident of one state. Yeah. So very similar to what I was mentioning earlier with the student who moved from Kentucky to Texas. Let Connecticut know, or not let them know, ask them. I grew up in Connecticut. I... I that's all you really need to know. It doesn't matter that you went to school out of state. I grew up in Connecticut. I'm moving to Los Angeles. My family's still here, blah, blah, blah. Do you still, would you still consider me in state? I know there are some states that do that. If family's still here, I went to high school here, et cetera. See what they say. On your right. AMCAS application, you only have one one state to choose. Yeah. And that will be California. Okay, good. There were a couple people telling me just say you're in Connecticut, but um, you yeah, can. I, they, I, they'll I just, check it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, 
So I, I know I know University of Washington has a very robust like verification process of your residency status. So yeah. they, they don't play games. This this is it really, really is is a big deal because taxpayer money goes mm-hmm. to support the school to support tuition. That's typically why out of state tuition is so much higher than in state tuition is is not because they're just charging an out of state tax to students. Typically the the difference is paid for by the state. So if if University of Connecticut charges $75,000 for in-state or out of state and and $50,000 for in-state, right? 50 in-state, 75 out of state, the state is paying that $25,000 difference. It's not like the school is just getting an extra $25,000 mm-hmm. for out of state students. So it's it's not a game to play. Right, right on. Okay. What what happens uh, if what happens if you get caught in that lie? It quite quite sounds like a trick question. That's fraud, right? Well, sure. <laughs> but what what is the medical school going to do? Oh, they're just going to reject me. They're going to reject you and worse, they're going to red flag you for everyone. <gasps> Oh my goodness. And basically okay. say, hey, stay away from this dude. He's a cheater. He's a liar. It's just Whoa. not a game that's worth playing. Okay, well, it won't take that person's advice anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. Okay. Um, all right, then. Well, I think, yeah, that's probably, that's really the only question I had. So uh, It was just really I, confusing. I just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to expand. It's actually not confusing. It's just that students want to try to, like, like I'm moving, but I really want to like be in state. So how can I make that work? Yeah. And and you you add confusion because you're trying to play a game. There are very simple rules when it comes to moving and residency uh, determination and setup and all that stuff. Not not super confusing. The question I have for you: mm-hmm. If you want to be considered a Connecticut resident which there's only one state school in Connecticut, right? Unless I'm mistaken and all of a sudden UConn has, has other schools that they've created, right? You have, you have UConn, you have Yale, Quinnipiac. Is that it? Three schools in the state? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. <laughs> um, one of them is, is public. I don't know, even though the other two are private, I don't know what their state um, residency preference is. Some private schools still have residency preference. It's not always like every every private school doesn't care. Some still do. So look at the MSAR for that. But the question is, if you're concerned about your residency status, why are you moving? Oh, um, well, essentially, I'm moving for love because my <laughs> significant other lives. Darn it! <laughs> the heart ruins everything. <laughs> uh, in Los Angeles. I so really if like I made all the decisions in my life based on um, med school, I would probably yeah. still be living in Connecticut because UConn's a really good school and I like it. Okay. And um, yeah. so if you end up getting into Quinnipiac, UConn, Yale, right? What's mm-hmm. going to happen to that love when you have to go go to medical school in Connecticut? <laughs> um. Well, we have been long distance. I 
I was debating asking you this question, but we've been <laughs> long distance for, you know, for the past six months. So it, it, you know, we've had a trial run with it and even pre COVID we were long distance for a little while. So I'm hoping to man maintain it. Uh, the problem is I don't think, uh, they would move because they work in the film industry in Los Angeles. So, Oh, Hollywood. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, well, I was going to ask, uh, like, when is it, when is it a good idea to apply early decision? But I just don't think it's a good idea because you can only apply to that one school, right? Yeah. So I, I highly recommend checking out my book, the pre-med playbook guide to the medical school application process book. I have a chapter in there about early decision. And, mm. and my general advice is that typically the risks far outweigh the benefits. Because right. you are putting all of your eggs in one basket and because the school doesn't have to tell you anything until late September, if it's a no, then you go into the, the general application pool. You can add other schools. Hopefully, you've already worked on your secondary essays for those other schools so you can turn them around quickly, but it's already so late in the application cycle. Usually, early decision works very well for students who have... Uh, really, really, really strict requirements on where they want to be and strong ties to that institution. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have strong ties to UCLA. just would exactly. very convenient to live there. Yeah. So for you, you're going to have to look at uh, if if Hollywood is, is a strict requirement, which I, I worked with a student a couple years ago who had the same sort of requirement. Her husband, she was a non-traditional student. Her husband uh, worked uh, with the the big cameras in the film industry. Like he he made them or fixed them or whatever. He was he was some sort of bigwig with cameras in the film industry, and so he was very tied to that location as well. And she only applied to that circle of schools like Kaiser, UCLA, Keck, um, and then the Dio schools uh, in that area, uh, Irvine as well. Uh, the Dio schools in the area like Western. Um, and uh, other schools like Loma Linda, stuff like that. So take, take, a, take a map. Uh, we actually have a map of all the U.S. medical schools on our Medical School HQ website. And just look at that area and go, okay, if we lived here, what's your drive to work? What's my drive to medical school? How can we make that work? Um, at the end of the day, when you are restricting yourself like that, it's, it's hard. Right? Getting into any medical school is hard. Getting into California medical schools is hard because there's just so many California residents who want to go to medical school. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just it's just hard. So do what works for you. Uh, obviously, love is a is a terrible plague on humanity that makes us do crazy <laughs> things. <laughs> um, but mm. but if if that's where life is leading you, make it work and and have conversations and be open and and communicate this whole time to say okay like. I'm going to do one application cycle and I'm going to apply to these five or 10 schools in this area. And if I don't get in, I'm going to have to expand my reach and we're going to have to have some bigger talks on long distance or can you change careers potentially to, to come with me? So communication, 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 and, and hopefully it all works out. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, we've talked plenty of times about like, 
if I had to go to school in the East Coast. And, you know, yeah, I mean, we're still talking through it, but like, I'm, I don't, I don't think I'll limit myself to like a radius because there are just some schools, especially on the East Coast that I would really be interested in going to regardless. So, okay. Yeah. So then the question would be, why are you moving? So love <laughs> I, I, know, love. I know, I know, I <laughs> know, but are there alternatives that won't force you to change your residency that mm. will still allow you some flexibility to be out in California for a month. And then you come back to Connecticut for a couple of weeks. You work a little bit, you do some shifts, you go back out to California for a few weeks and then you come back. Like is, are there some potential opportunities that will give you some flexibility that will allow you to see your significant other, but also allow you to keep your, in-state residency in a state where it sounds like potentially you'd be happy at. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, at at the end of the day, there are lots of things that you can potentially do. Uh, Sometimes you just got to think outside the box. True. Um, And, you know, perhaps like I kind of have had one, a a one track mindset with it, but um, I mean, there's just like extra baggage as well, you know, because I, we have an apartment out there now yeah. um, that we just got. Yeah. You That's know, okay. At least them. it's cheap. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. And I'm on the lease and yeah. well, there's also, I mean, there are a lot of pluses to moving out to LA besides love. Like there's this really cool opportunity cool job opportunity that I got there that I really want to try out. I think it would be some awesome clinical experience. Good. Um, Go have fun. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you're aware of the consequences, right? Uh, You you go into it knowing that it it is a risk. There are some drawbacks, but as long as you know that, that's, that's all that matters. So I will say originally when I was about to move, um, I was supposed to actually move after I applied because I was supposed to apply last year. Okay. Um, but I decided not to apply last year. And this okay. is why everything's a little lopsided. So. Okay. So it's all your fault, basically. It is all my fault. <laughs> well, uh, good luck to you. Uh, safe travels. Have a safe move. Is there anything else uh, that I can answer for you? Uh, no, I don't think so. Thank okay. you. So you're applying this cycle. Have you taken the MCAT yet? Uh, yeah, I took it yesterday. Nice. How'd it go? <laughs> it was, I think it went well. I mean, I know everybody usually, of course, there are questions I didn't know, but, you know, I didn't feel like a, I'm not going to jinx it. You know, it was fine. Yeah. All right. <laughs> U- UCLA material? My full links were UCLA material, but nice. I don't know. All I don't right. know how they translate to the real thing. Fingers crossed. In, in your prep, did you use any blueprint full-length exams? Hell yes, hell yes. They're my first one. Of course. And were, were they good? They felt realistic? Okay, so blueprint uh, exams, they did feel realistic, yes, but they, they were very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> it's not supposed um, to be easy. Yeah, exactly. I just... Uh, yeah, they're very difficult. I was yeah. very frustrated at first, but okay. it got better. You got better. <laughs> you you learned the way of the Jedi, and then you went and crushed it. 
Yeah. Um, yep. Good. Well, congrats. I've been, yeah. Congrats on, on getting that done. Congrats on finding love. Hopefully love <laughs> doesn't ruin your chances of getting into medical school. And uh, good, good luck with your application. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me here on Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Did you know that we record these live on Facebook at 3 p.m. Eastern on most weekdays? Search for Medical School HQ on Facebook and like the page to be notified. Don't forget to check out our amazing Facebook group, The Hangout, at medicalschoolhq.net slash group. 